Chapter 11 Festive Preparations Rama and Sita spent 12 happy years in Ayodhya but now the lord and his consort in human form had to experience the hardships sorrows and conflicts of life on earth as bhagavan himself explains whatever avatar i assume my play must go on through the feelings and experiences appropriate to that incarnation who was the prince of ayodhya who through his body life and experience suffered the sorrows of mankind and saved the devas the ever present all pervasive being who rules the world from within and without kamban the tamil poet begins the ayodhya kanta referring to this marvel of how the king of kings allowed himself to suffer the cruel machinations of the hunchback maid servant and of a stepmother which deprived him of the scepter and banished him to the forest and beyond the sea dasharatha loved all his four sons and yet he had a special affection for rama and the latter deserved it by his royal qualities and adherence to dharma queen kaushalya like aditi the mother of devas was proud that she had such a son as rama valmiki has filled pages with the tale of rama's virtues the muni is never satisfied drinking from the ocean of rama's qualities he describes rama's gifts and graces sometimes directly sometimes as seen and admired by others thus and in many other ways he dwells on the qualities that make rama the ideal man rama's graceful frame and virile beauty his strength his courage the purity of his heart his perfect life his compassion sweetness of speech his serenity his deep wisdom and his statesmanship were admired by the people and made them eagerly look forward to his becoming king and dasharatha knew and rejoiced in this expectation hence considering his old age he wished to crown rama as yuvaraja and entrust him with the de facto rule of the kingdom informing his ministers of his desire he had the rajya sabha convened rishis and wise men leaders of the city and kings from neighboring lands attended the rajya sabha when all were seated each in his appropriate place dasaratha rose and addressed them his deep manly voice like the sound of a trumpet or the roar of rain bearing clouds filled the great hall a royal radiance shone from his face his words were full of meaning and charmed all ears like my ancestors i have tended this kingdom 
as a mother cares for her child. I have worked unfailingly for the people. Now the body is old and infirm. I wish therefore to appoint my eldest son as Yuvaraja and transfer to him the burden of responsibility. Following the holy custom of my forefathers, I hope to spend the rest of my life in austerities in the forest. Rama is fully equal to the task of kingship. He is expert in administration and statecraft and he is unequaled in valor. I can transfer this trust of sovereignty to him without any anxiety and I hope that this honored assembly will permit me to do so. Shouts of joyous acclaim rose from the great assembly and with one voice the gathered princes and notables exclaimed, So be it! The king spoke again, You agree with my proposal but give no reason. That will not do. Let the wise men explain why they agree. Then several speakers rose and explained Rama's virtues and fitness to rule. The king's heart was filled with joy to hear these praises of Rama. At last, the whole assembly rose and said with one voice, Let there be no delay. Let Rama be appointed as Yuvaraja. The king answered that he was happy and would forthwith carry out their wishes. Then turning to Vasishta, Vamadeva and other holy men and guardians of the sacred rites, he said, This is the auspicious month of Chaitra, the season when trees in the forest are covered with flowers. Revered elders make all preparations for the anointing of Rama as Yuvaraja. The assembly was glad to hear these prompt orders. As bidden by the king, Sumantra, the minister in charge of the household, went to fetch Rama. Rama, ignorant of all these happenings, came and stood before his father. Hearing of the decision to anoint him Yuvaraja, he humbly bowed acceptance saying, I am in duty bound to carry out your orders, whatever they may be. Dasaratha blessed Rama and said, You are a good prince beloved of the people. Let not your courtesy and your consideration flag, but increase with your opportunities of doing good and earn you enduring glory and Rama returned to his dwelling. Hardly had Rama returned home when Sumantra called him in haste and told him that his father wished to see him. Asked for the reason, Sumantra could not tell. He only knew that he had been enjoined to fetch the prince at once. Rama thought, the king must have taken counsel over the coronation ceremony and perhaps met with some difficulty. But whatever happens is for the best. 
Rama was not eager to assume authority but looked on it as only a duty to be done if the king wanted him to take it up he was ready to do so but if the king wanted him to give it up he was equally willing in this mood rama went to his father <laughs>